Kiwa. Drake wouldn't respond to these allegations and things would go quietly after they separated. More recently, McConan has continued to diss Drake and the OVO label on social media, but it just seemed like McConan wanted to have some clout after he fell off. In the end, McConan became a one-hit wonder and it seemed like Drake only really signed him to hop on his hit song and make a quick bag. Now in 2015, another Canadian rapper would be added to the roster, Roy Woods. Around the time, Roy would be an exciting upcoming rapper. However, with it seeming like after signing to the label, his quality and work ethic declined. He would make a hit song drama featuring Drake, which sits at over 300 million plays on Spotify. In a recent interview, Roy revealed that it was himself who decided he needed a break from music due to him feeling like he was losing control of his life. After a five-year break, in 2023, he'd release his Mixed Emotions album, which he worked on with Drake. But it would eventually drop with no Drake features and Drake giving it zero promotion. As he's your artist that is signed to you, why wouldn't you help him get bigger? He would get himself two platinum certifications with his song featuring Drake, and two more gold certifications with his singles, but that was about it. In that same year of Roy Wood signing, Drake would also recruit a mysterious R&B duo, Division, composed of the Canadian singer Daniel Daly and the producer 1985. They would make an appearance on Drake's Views album, on the song Faithful, but that would be about it. After signing to the OVO sound, they would surely drop a couple albums which would place top 50 on the Billboard 200. However, their most recent 2023 project completely failed to land on the charts. And of course, no promotion or support from Drake. Fast forward to 2017, Drake would sign two more artists, Backer Not Nice and Pop Khan, with Backer being Drake's old friend and security guard since 2013. He would first introduce himself to the OVO fanbase on Drake's Nothing Was The Same album, where he would feature as additional background vocals. However, he would be arrested in 2014 for some not nice things, which would leave him in jail for almost a year. After he was released, Drake would celebrate by stating on the song Know Yourself, I might declare it a holiday as soon as Backer get back on road. Then two years later in 2017, he would officially join the OVA family. He would release a single, Live Up To My Name, co-written by Drake. It would debut at number 77 on the Canadian Hot 100, but Backer wouldn't be consistent with the releases. I think Backer's rapping career was more of a gift from Drake to financially help him out as Backer is one of Drake's OGs. Then Popcorn, the Jamaican singer who would also sign around 2018. Drake would give him features, which would turn out to be his biggest songs over the years. However, in 2023, Popcorn would state in an interview, I have so much music, the label can be weird sometimes. I love the label, but I don't like them. But I'll be independent soon. Which doesn't really add up, as Drake has previously stated that his artists would have complete freedom and control over their music. But past 2018, things would go pretty quiet with the label. Drake, of course, would still continue his reign as the biggest hip-hop artist in the world, with him going on to release Scorpion and Certified Loverboy, with Scorpion selling 700k first week and CLB selling 600k. Drake wasn't going anywhere, but after dropping two hit albums, he would continue working on his OVO sound label, where in 2021, he would sign Canadian rapper Smiley. He would introduce himself to the world by releasing a single featuring Drake named Over the Top. However, apart from that song with Drake, Smiley wouldn't have any accomplishments of his own and in general would be clowned for his unique approach to music and would be called unlistenable by many. Then the final artist to sign to the OVO sound would be Naomi Sharon, the first female OVO signee. She did however sign in 2023 so it probably isn't fair to judge her success yet. Now the failure on behalf of the individual success of the artist. However, from Drake's point of view, the artists are making him hits and getting him the bag, so you can't really judge him.
Now, we're going to go into the disaster that is Travis Scott's Cactus Jack label. Travis rose to fame in 2015 after he dropped his debut studio album, Rodeo, which sold an incredible 80,000 units first week and debuted at number three on the Billboard 200. Travis would reach even bigger heights with his project Birds in the Trap, which debuted at number one on the Billboard 200. With these two projects, Travis Scott would cement himself as a star within the hip-hop scene, with all eyes on him when he announced his third studio album, Astroworld. But before the release of that album, Travis Scott would first start his Cactus Jack label in 2017. He would claim in an interview that it was meant to be a launching pad for new artists and producers without major labels taking advantage of them. Basically, he wanted to replicate what good music Kanye West label once did for him and his career. The first artist that signed to the label was Smoke Perp. And off the bat, the signing was a bit weird. And I'm saying it was weird because the signing was all speculation and allegation based on Smoke Perp showing up that he's in the studio with Travis Scott. The initial reception of Smoke Perp supposedly signing to Cactus Jack was terrible, with fans being extremely shocked and upset that Travis would basically sign this meme rapper, or even sometimes referred as Lil Pump Sidekick. Travis Scott would feature on one of Smoke Perp's songs, Fingers Blue, and executively produce his album Dead Star. But after that, literally nothing happened. In the end, it seemed like Smoke Perp never officially signed to Cactus Jack, and it was just Smoke Perp's label, Almeo, paying Travis Scott to be affiliated with Smoke Perp to give him some clout. In 2020, Smoke Perp announced him and Travis parted ways, and he's onto bigger things. And bigger things in quotation marks, because in more recent times, Smoke Perp's career has been an absolute downward spiral. In the summer of 2020, his album Florida Jit was at an embarrassing 5k units. And then of course, we can all remember that absolutely tragic Tim Westwood freestyle. I'm a motherfucking stoner. I'm a motherfucking boner. Nothing really came out of all this hype with Smoke Perp. If anything, being affiliated with Smoke Perp damaged Travis's reputation. The first real artist that got signed to the label that Travis Scott would properly start promoting and putting out to open for his shows was Sheck West. Sheck West quickly rose to prominence back in 2017 after dropping the single Mo Mamba, with it becoming an absolutely viral hit, with it currently just surpassing a billion plays on Spotify, which is crazy considering it's only been out for five years. Now with this huge hit and also signing to Travis Scott's label, everybody was excited to see what was next from Sheck West. But that wouldn't come till later. After signing Sheck West, later in 2018, Don Tolliver would be signed by Travis Scott. And at the time, he basically had no music out and was literally a nobody. He would be introduced to the world as a feature on Travis Scott's Astro World on the song Can't Say. And at the time of the album being released, Don Tolliver only had 3,000 followers on Twitter. He was talented enough to be the main factor behind that song blowing up. Nobody knew who he was, yet fans were amazed. This really gave Don a head start in his career as he became one of the most hyped up rappers overnight. Sheck West would also have credits on Astro World, but only as additional vocals on No Bystanders alongside Juice World. And again, this feature on Astro World gave Sheck West a huge amount of exposure. He ended up releasing his debut album, Mud Boy, towards the end of 2018 with huge hype from Mo Mamba and the Astro World feature. Fans were expecting him to reach new highs with this project. However, it wouldn't turn out that way. The album landed at number 17 on the Billboard 200 and sold pretty poorly at 25k units first week and Don Tolliver, which was a very smart way to promote them. 2019 was a hugely successful year for Travis and his artists. Sheck West was still growing from his viral TikTok song Mo Mamba. Same with Don Tolliver, who had his hit single No Idea also blown up on TikTok. Jack Boys would also debut at number one on the Billboard 200, providing them with further attention and success. In the following year, Don Tolliver would eventually release his debut studio album, 
Heaven or Hell. It landed at number 7 on the Billboard 200 and sold 44k. Considering he was a literal nobody a year ago, this was quite impressive. It seemed like Travis Scott really found a gem and he was bound to be the next superstar within the hip-hop scene. Don Tolliver was seriously looking like a great investment. However, on the other hand, Sheck Wes. I don't know what happened to him. Since the release of his album in 2018, he's dropped around three singles a year, with no EPs or anything. It doesn't really make sense to me. My guess is he's made so much money from Mo Mamba that he's just enjoying his life and is not really bothered. Nevertheless, as we wrap up 2020, the Cactus Jack label knock knock and off the map. Once signed, Travis Scott and Don Tolliver would start posting Sofago's music on their stories, which of course got their fans interested in who this new signee is. However, once signed to the label, Sofago wouldn't drop for almost two years. He would drop one single and feature on Trippy Red's Trip at Night album throughout 2021. And even though there was a drought of Sofago's music, he was still streaming insanely well and popped off on the feature for Trippy Red. But with their lack of releases, it seemed like his career was headed the same path as Shet Quest. But eventually, they would get to work. Throughout 2021 and 2022, the Cactus Jack management would start pushing Sofago as it would get him in loads of commercials, a Jimmy Kevill live show, and an Apple Music collaboration. 